I'm Ross, a curious parent. And I'm John, an education expert. This is From the Sidelines. Bite-sized study tips to help you help them through. Hello, everyone. Good to good to see you back again for another episode of From the Sidelines. John, how are we doing? Very good, Ross. Good to be back. Can you explain, John, why you are so passionate about this particular topic for parents and carers? Yeah, really, really kind of um, passionate because I'm, I'm, as you know, I'm a parent myself of two teenagers. Uh, one's at university, one's currently in Key Stage 4, um, in, in going from year 10 to year 11. And really passionate, I suppose, I've been a teacher myself and a school leader speaking to lots of parents um, who ask, how can they really help at home? They might not know physics or Shakespeare or that type of stuff. Um, and actually, some of the some of the things we talk about are very easy to do. And it's about, you know, hopefully giving people an insight into how they can help at home. And certainly what we're going to talk about today is one of the, what I think, my favourite and go-to resources as a parent and also as a teacher if I'm advising people that uh, can really help students, uh, children or adults anywhere, you know, any any age, learn something and really, really learn it in a concrete kind of way that it will always be with you. And that has to be good, right? You know, that, that that's what we're in the business of doing as, as, as teachers and we want our, as parents, we want our children to learn that, understand it and be able to recall it at a future date. So hopefully what we're going to talk about today is a, is a, is a almost a fail safe way if I, if I would put my neck on it to, to learn something. The famous quote there, we'll take, we'll take that and, and use that wisely. Uh, so it's flashcards. That's correct. I'm pretty sure a lot of people have heard of flashcards, okay? Mm-hmm. I know myself, I use flashcards. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, I know a lot of young people that use flashcards. What are they, John? Okay, so if, we, if people have listened to a previous episode where we've talked about retrieval practice and memory and how we how we have to do something with the, the information to make it stick in our, in, our, in our brains rather than just rereading things. So flashcards is a great way to do that. So okay. almost this is hand in hand with the retrieval practice episode that kind of flashcards are, are a great tool to do the retrieval practice, okay? Um, and pretty simply what they are is a question on one side and an answer on the other. Yeah. And, it, and it, it, it's, it's that simple. And the whole idea is that your child then reads the question and has to answer the question before they flip it round. Um, so again, it, it it creates that kind of physical act of having to challenge them to come up with an answer and their brain has to do something rather than just reading things that they think they remember. So yeah, very simple, but very effective. And as, as John mentioned there, the uh, a previous episode, retrieval practice covers the the, the notion of, of learning in terms of the physical element to it really effectively. So if you haven't watched that, do do take a look um, just to give you a bit more of an understanding of, of what we're talking about explicitly there. Um, I've seen some pre-populated mm. flashcards mm-hmm. from our key supporting partner, Collins, yep. for example, yep. um, around lots of topics, Romeo and Juliet, et cetera. Yep. Uh, so from a pre-populated perspective, yep. um is, is that what we need to do then as, as parents and carers? Is that is that kind of where we need to be, be heading? Well, we, we can, but you don't have to. Okay. So th- there's two ways to do it. The pre-populated cards, uh, like you mentioned, are great. They are, they're very well organized. Um, they link perfectly to the revision guides. If you've got revision guides from, you know, from, from Collins at home, so you, you've therefore got the right questions that link to the right topics, all that kind of stuff. They, they, they've got certain things on where you can, where you can learn specific key language that test you on the certain thing. So they're all very, very well done. However, 
you know, we always want to make sure we are promoting things that also don't cost any money as well. So you don't have to do that. You can make your own. And as I said right at the start of this, when you asked what are they, I literally said it was a card or it could be a piece of paper with one question on with an answer on the other side. So anybody can make their own flashcards. You don't have to go out and, and, and buy them. Um, there's a nicety sometimes to have them all pre-prepared and to have them all, you know, in the right colors that link back to revision guides. But equally, there's also a real learning advantage to making your own because you've then got to know what questions to ask yourself and you've therefore got to go through all the information and find the answers and write it down. And if we go back to a previous episode in retrieval where I talked about the physical act of, of retrieval, actually creating your own flashcards is part of the learning process itself, isn't it? You know, you have to understand what you have to learn, find the questions, find the answers, write it down. So all of that, again, is learning by stealth. You don't even think you're learning, but by just creating them, you are doing it. So two ways to do it, entirely up to parents how they want to do it, um, or a mixture. But, um, you know, both is great. So parents and carers listening to this now um, at home thinking, I'm going to create some flashcards or support my my child with with creating flashcards as a key key tool. Mm-hmm. Can you take us through the the steps of how you would do it yeah, most effective? Absolutely. So to begin with, either card or paper. It doesn't really matter. But obviously, if you've got some card, they're probably going to be a bit more hard-wearing than just normal A4 printer paper. Um, but it can be as simple as A4 printer paper, um, and you cut with some scissors, um, you know, a normal kind of like a credit card style or a bit more than a credit card um, in terms of like a business card type, you know, potentially. And you've then got a series of cards. So there you've got your flashcards already. You then, what I would say is to write one question and this is, in my experience, the best way to do this if you're making them yourself. One question on one side and one answer on the other side. The reason I say that is because you need to kind of know sometimes whether you've got that answer correct to that flashcard. Okay. Uh, because I'll talk in, in, in a little bit about kind of a, a, a good way to do it in terms of having a confident and unconfident power. I'll come back to that in a second. Um, so you just need to put one one question, one answer, and that's it. Like, it's really, really simple. So even if you had A4 paper cut up, Within 10 minutes, you could have 20 or 30 flashcards created that you've got answers on one side and a question on the other side. Like, it, it really is that simple. If you want to make it a bit fancier, you might want to have uh, some different colors if you want to kind of highlight some of the, you know, the key word on there or that kind of stuff. But you don't need to. Um, it, it's, it's really, really simple. And you've mentioned previously, and I think you just briefly started thinking about that then, that... Um, Obviously, flashcards can be used in, in a couple of ways, really. Yep. Um, so whether that's the self-quiz, yep. which is from the young person themselves, yep. um, or actually others quizzing and questioning the, the young person. So how does that how does that work? Okay, so the, the process is exactly the same in terms of learning, okay. that you actually have, you read a question and you have the answer. Now, you mentioned there are the two ways, self-quizzing and, and having a parent to quiz you. So let's look at the self-quizzing first. So as a parent, this is how you would step back from the process and allow your child to do some self-quizzing, which means they would hold the flashcards themselves, they would read the answer, but more importantly here, they've got to say the answer out loud before they turn the card over. Because what they can't do is just say, uh, I think I know that, and then turn it round, because if they can't commit it to, to their lips or write it down, then they wouldn't be able to kind of do, get, get a mark for it in the exam. So it's really important for them to, to do that. So if they're self-quizzing, question, read it, say it out loud before you then before you turn over and check if you got it right. 
the, 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 the parent quizzing. So if you want to get involved as a parent, um, the, 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 you then take the cards, maybe shuffle them up in a different order because we all sometimes get used to it. Think about your playlist in your car. You know what's coming next, don't you? You, you know the second song, the third song. And again, your child will know potentially which order those questions are in if, if they've got them in a, in a stack. So shuffle them up yep. and then literally read the questions out. You know, and then that's even better because they have to respond with an answer and commit to the lips. They can't just go, mm, yeah, I think I've got that, Dad. Well, hang on, <laughs> tell me the answer. What is it? So they're, they're, they're forced into committing it to their lips. Um, and then you can take an active role in that. So it's nice that you can find out how much they're learning, how much that they kind of uh, have remembered, because you're almost the quiz master. And it creates a nice little atmosphere where you can get involved. Again, it's low stakes. You're not writing down how many they've got right, how many they've got wrong. It's just a nice, easy way of, right, come on, let's have five minutes of some, of some retrieval. Pass me your flashcards. We'll go through it together. And again, that, even just me saying out loud there as a parent, let's go through it together. Feels nice, doesn't it? It feels yeah. supportive. Yeah, yeah. Rather than go upstairs, you've got to learn this on your own. Yeah. Like, we'll do this together. We're in it together. Yeah. And I think that's really nice and comforting and supportive for our children to hear that we're there with them and we're there together. Yeah. Um, and and from just just from my point of view, I think as well, when you break down information into one question and answer per card, that seems much more manageable than an A4 revision note, you know, with loads of information on there. So I think everything around that becomes more manageable, doesn't it? For the both the parent and Garrett and also for the young person. Absolutely. It, it, it makes it feel easy. It makes yeah. it feel simple. Um, and like I say, whether you've got pre-populated cards yeah. um, that might have two or three different questions on related to different areas of the, of, of the revision guide that you've been working through, you might find that really useful. You might find equally useful to create your own. Um, so however you do that, again, it's the act of doing it that makes a difference. And once we've nailed the flashcards yep. and that process. Um, how do we take it to the next level and become a flashcards master, let's call it? Okay, right. So I'll give you some two or three tips here, some kind of golden nuggets Go on. Uh, for parents to take away. So the first one is potentially to uh, get a like a keyring loop or a treasury tag and hole punch the flashcards in the top left-hand corner, let's say. And what that allows you to do is maybe keep all of those flashcards for a certain topic or a certain subject together, organized, nice and neat. Now, there'll be some parents listening to this who will think their child will need that because they have that real organizational OCD. They like things together, probably more females than males in our experience. Um, but actually that- I that, don't know what you mean. <laughs> but that organization and feeling they've got everything, they know where it is and they can at any point put their hand on their- um, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of geography ones or, or, or they're kind of coastal erosion ones or, you know, to, to grab, no, I'm doing one topic at a time. So that's a really nice way because then you can flip them around um, and they're all organized. However, the downside of that is unless you take them off the keyring loop at any point, you might fall into the trap of knowing what's coming next. Sure. So for people just to be aware of that, that there is a strength and there's also a weakness to that. So, but if you take them off the treasury tag and then you use them normally, but then put them back on at the end, I suppose that's the best of both worlds. Um, the second thing then is thinking about how you use uh, something called the Leitner system, uh, L-E-I-T-N-E-R, the Leitner system. Uh, and I mentioned before about having a confident and unconfident pile. So this is where I'm going to go back and refer to that. What this what this does is if you take them off uh, a treasury tag or off the keyring loop, if you got a question right, then if either your if your child is self quizzing or if you're doing the quizzing, if they get a question right, you put the question on the confident pile. So what that's saying is we got that right. It was pretty confident, and we know that's you know that, that they've learned that. If they get it wrong, put it in the unconfident pile. What that allows you to do is visibly 
see the, the difference between those piles because at some point you want the confident pile to be higher than the unconfident pile. It allows your child to see the balance of that and, and if that if that's changing and if it's going up or down. So there's more, hopefully more on the confident pile and less on the unconfident pile. But what it also allows you to do is take more questions from your unconfident pile because that's the ones you need to work on rather than just randomly selecting questions because actually random is great to a certain extent but random doesn't then work on your weaknesses, which ultimately is your unconfident pile. So that's a very, very good way to do that. Um, and again, you can have that, whether it's a, you might have a, like a box, almost like a, uh, a little box or an entry where you've got kind of confident, unconfident, and you leave them in there for a couple of weeks and you keep moving them around. Um, or even just in the session itself, if I'm going to quiz you for five or 10 minutes, anything you get wrong, I'm putting in the unconfident one, anything you get right. And, and at least we can work on those. And I then start to work on those unconfident ones and get going back to a previous video, the constant low stakes retrieval of those unconfident ones. Eventually I start moving them into a confident. The only one, the only other thing I was going to say on that, just to be aware of, if you guess the answer, or if you're not sure and you give me one and it's right, I'm still probably going to put that in the unconfident pile, because remember, it's not right and wrong pile. Yeah. It's confident yeah. and unconfident. Yeah. So I might even say to you, Ross, you got that right, but you didn't look that. Which pile do you want me to put it in? And then yeah. you might say, Yeah, Dad, put it in the unconfident one because I, uh, I think I need a bit more work on it. So it just creates that nice feeling. Again, working together, low stakes, doesn't matter. It's not right and wrong. It just makes it work really well. So yeah, hopefully that's a two or three gold nuggets there of, of how people can use flashcards to, um, and, and again, it might be that you want to use it for your own personal lives as adults, you know, um, whether it's, you know, for, for job interviews or things you need to learn for work. They're really, really easy ways to do it. Um, whether you, like you say, cut bits of paper up, whether you go out and buy card index style cards, whether you buy some card and cut the card, whether you buy pre-populated ones, you know, just have a go and you'll be amazed how uh, how powerful it is as a tool, really, but equally how simple it is. And in a world of AI, mobile tech, apps, it's lovely to know that paper, card, scissors. You can't beat it. Done. And that's why I said at the start, you know, I put my neck out. I said, this is, I, I, as a teacher and a school leader, I always say this would be my go-to resource for people. Um, it's almost a fail-safe way of remembering information um, because it is. It's just very simple, very easy, and, um, yeah, just tried and tested and proven that this absolutely works. So, uh, yeah. And that's what that's what it's all about, isn't it? You know, you, you don't need to know the topic. You don't need to understand the subject matter. What you need to be able to do is provide those moments when you can essentially quiz your your child uh, and and help them in terms of that piece of retrieval, help them in terms of building their knowledge base. Absolutely. And we'd love to see you sharing some ideas with us in terms of your your flashcards that you've either made or you've bought or even, you know, getting some you know t pictures of you actually in the process of asking questions, you know, with your child. We'd love you to tag us in social media. Uh, we'll we'll retweet, um, you know, ones so that people can other, can, other people can see and feel part of that wider community of parents, grandparents, childminders, anyone who champions young people. Um, helping them to really help them through and helping them with their with their studies with some flashcards. So we'd love to see your flashcards um, and how they're all slightly different to everyone and whether you've gone with your lightness system, whether you've got your keyring loop, whether you've got all that kind of stuff going on. So yeah, please tag us in that. We would love to see it. Thanks, John. As always, a pleasure um, and, and fantastically useful information. So I'm already looking forward to the next one. We'll see you soon.